Change is stressful, but so is unemployment and bankruptcy. One of the old uh, statements from AA simply says that one definition of insanity is to think you can keep on doing the same thing and somehow or another get different results. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and in this show, we're talking about change. We hear a message from Zig Ziggler, and he's talking about making personal change and the great challenge it is, and that it requires us to do things differently or do different things if we ever want to get different results. From this message, I posted this question on Facebook. Change is hard and procrastination is powerful. Please tell us about something that happened in your life that caused you to change or increase your performance. Well, there were many comments specifically on dealing with procrastination. Tom Ziegler and I shared some of our own experiences and read through and discussed many of the comments. So we'll kick off the message here with Zig Ziegler after I share some great resources. Okay, folks, here I kick us off with a one-minute message from Zig Ziglar. Change is stressful, but so is unemployment and bankruptcy. (laughs) One of the old uh, statements from AA simply says that one definition of insanity is to think you can keep on doing the same thing and somehow or another get different results. Truth is, if you keep on doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep on getting what you've been getting. If you like what you've been getting, that's fine. Uh, But if you don't like what you're getting, then ladies and gentlemen, maybe we need to explore some changes. I want to have you thinking big. Let me share with you what the mission statement. I want you thinking mission statement. You see, our mission statement at the Zig Ziglar Corporation is to be the difference maker in the personal family and business lives of enough people to make a positive difference in America and the world. Now, I know that's pretentious, small company, but I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's our mission. Well, there you go, folks. Classic Zig. So again, from that, we posted this question on Facebook. Change is hard and procrastination is powerful. Please tell us about something that happened in your life that caused you to change or increase your performance. I'll now bring you Tom Ziegler and myself as we talk through the comments. And as always, I invite you to join our weekly discussions. Just go to Facebook, find me at Agent K. Miller and friend me and you'll see these posted every week. Well, Tom, from that relatively short clip from your dad, I think the statement that that just stood out to me was that change is hard. Uh, I mean, it seems like a a duh statement, but it is. We're all real quick to hear something and desire something and want something different, and yet we turn around, or I'll speak in the first person, I can turn around and forget about it in a heartbeat, or I can commit to it and find myself falling off the path that I want to go to so easily. That's why we're here. That's what the personal development development industry is built around. Um, and so, yeah, asking this question, what happened? What was the catalyst? I mean, that's, heck, we could call the Ziegler company the catalyst company, couldn't we? Uh, I mean, th- yeah. th- that's, what, that's, like that. that's what it's built around is how do we help people finally make that change. So I'll put it to you. We're about to, as we, as we get into the, the, que- or the comments that people gave here, um, but this would be worth taking some time on. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I mean, when you look at that, 
What is it that you, is there anything that comes to mind, bubbles up to the surface to say, out of all these people that always wanted to change, they finally did. And you've been privy to it, Tom. You know, what was it? What, what, or what are, what is, is there an area of they finally had enough pain or, um, something circumstantially changed in their life that made the need more acute or I, I don't know, I'm going to try to put words in your mouth here. Um, you know, as we're going to read through where people share some things, a circumstance changed, uh, whatever, what do you see is often the thing or the things that cause people to finally uh, commit? Boy, you know, it's, it's a little bit different for everybody, but there's a couple of common, common threads that happen. Uh, listening to Dave Ramsey, he calls it the sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. <laughs> You know, you just come, you just come to the end where you say, no more, I'm done. I'm not doing this any longer. Uh, for some people, it is being backed into the corner of no options. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many, how, I know in your own coaching career, uh, Kevin, you've worked with so many people, brand new entrepreneurs starting a business and they get forced into it because they're quote unquote, secure job goes away. They get laid off. The company goes out of business mm -hmm. and now they don't have an option. And a year later, they're like, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. So sometimes change happens because there are no other options. Sometimes change happens because you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I know in our relationship with Sandler training and in all the work that they do, uh, they talk a lot about pain and, when the pain becomes too much, that's when we're really ready to step outside of our comfort zone. There's a, there's another, uh, you know, there's three kinds of motivation. We talk about uh, carrot motivation or incentive motivation. There's stick motivation. That's pain motivation. <laughs> you know, if you don't hit your numbers, you're fired. Yeah. Carrot motivation is, Hey, you, you, you sell a lot, you get a big bonus. But the biggest one of all is growth motivation, and that's self-sustainable. And so what we try to do is work with people who know they need to make a change, but then show them all the benefits of the change. In other words, make it exciting, make it, make it an adventure, let them know it's not easy, uh, but at the same time, it's going to be worth it. And sometimes people are ready for that, but what they need is somebody to come alongside of them. Mm -hmm. And that could be a friend. It could be a spouse. It could be a coach. Uh, it, it could be uh, dad was the change agent for literally, you know, tens of thousands of people in Automobile University. They had this dream, this vision. They were hesitant to do it. And then they would listen to this Southern draw, tell them that they had what it takes. They could do it. They, they had the characters qualities went inside themselves that if they just polished it and, and worked on it daily, they could accomplish amazing things. So yeah. change is, is, is different for everybody. But what I've found is that if we can go to the growth side, this is who I want to become. And we can do the things that we need to do, even when we really don't want to do them or feel uncomfortable doing them. It's a lot more fun than the change that's required because there are no other options. Cause that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and as you're talking, I'm thinking about you know myself and there out of out of the things I would say the good things I've done, the good habits that we so often talk about. It's not always the same. Yeah, there are some things I, I'm thinking of now that you know why what did cause me to finally one day just just do it, just start and continue. I, I don't have the answer to all of those though, uh, and I I volunteered and. Uh, on Facebook, when I asked the question, I said, hey, I'll go first with just one area. And uh, this one is a big one for me, especially with big, kind of like the the, the BHAGs, the big, hairy, audacious goals. Uh, you mentioned a minute ago, no options. I, I put myself in that kind of a um, circumstance, predicament, uh, often, where I just make a commitment, there's a date, and now you got to show up, or the, there's going to be bad consequences. And that accountability is often what makes me act. And I shared a, a quick story just of building our home. Gosh, what was it? Almost 10 years ago. And, uh, we did the designing, we did the general contracting. I did a bunch of the labor and it was having that big construction loan that's up in 12 months. And if you go past that, you start paying big penalties. We did go one month past. I think it cost us like 1500 bucks or something, but, uh, that was, it was really an interesting journey of, we had to come through. We had 12 months and the consequences, the negative consequences, if we didn't, were big. And that was, that was a big part of my own growth. I mean, I think I achieved a lot up to that point, but man, for some reason that uh, my wife testified that really did some changing for me uh, for the better. And that's kind of what I had in mind when I asked this question, was there any, you know, you have a certain thing that you think, man, that really, that really helped me. So I put that question out. And we got some responses back. Let me roll through a couple of them here. Terry uh, here says, I find the best thing to do to get going is to do the exact opposite to how you're feeling. It's like a way, a way I deal with overcoming inertia, which is the killer of motivation and thus inspiration. If I don't feel like getting into uh, work for any reason, but I know I have to, I pick up the phone and call a client, even if it's to say hello uh, instant mind change and away we go before you know it as Ben Hardy says you are in the flow it's the only way it works for me now he's mentioned uh, uh yeah Ben Ben Hardy um who man, I'm drawing a blank on his book um it'll come to me in a minute uh but yeah picking up the phone and just making something happen I think so often it's just the doing isn't it just taking action it could be a small action but just doing it even when we don't feel like it not giving in to that lower self, huh? Absolutely. Sometimes it's a simple tool or technique uh, that gets us, you know, moving. Uh, one of the gentlemen that I'm working with on some on some coaching right now, uh, I've heard you. You may have heard the the comment of head trash. Uh-huh. You know, and, and and head trash could be negative thoughts or beliefs that keep you from doing something. Uh, it's, it also can be so much different things jumbled in there that you can't make heads or tails. And so I showed him something that really helped. And I said, we got to separate the trash from the treasure. And he had four or five ideas that he was thinking about simultaneously, but he would get into overwhelm when he would try to think about it because it was, you know, how do I do all of it? And the simple technique or the simple tool is a mind map. And the mind map is just a way to get the thoughts out of your head onto a paper. And I'll just use one. Uh, he has a dream house that he wants and he wants to move to go and get it. 
And there's all of these things that have to happen, right? I mean, he's got to, he's got to financially be able to make it happen. He's got to find the lot. He's got to figure out how to get from one state to the next. He's got to figure out, you know, 50 things. And if you don't know where to start, you just don't start. And so the mind map is he put, you know, in the middle of the mind map, he put a little circle and he had dream home on it. And then he started drawing these branches off of it, you know, of things that he had to do, like find the lot, uh, find a realtor, work on his, you know, the financial side of it. And he, and he just built this thing out. And all of a sudden what I call the, the trash and treasure that was kind of jumbled together in his head, it all got sorted out into treasure on the piece of paper. And then you're able to go through and start doing the sequence. Oh, I've got to do this first. Mm -hmm. I got to do this second. I got to do this third. Well, when you have 25 things to do and you know the sequence of which you've got to do them, then you can start putting deadlines on each of them because some things you can get done in a week, but you really can't get the 23rd thing done until the first 18 are done. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so all of a sudden, the change happened when he, when he put it all onto a piece of paper and he saw the process. And so for some people, it's just a simple tool that they don't know about that allows them to get started. Once you start taking action and you can see the accomplishment and the sequence, you know, that just changed. I mean, that's, that's when real progress is made. Yeah. That uh, I am experiencing in a business launch right now and uh well actually our next comment will bring it up um i do want to go back ben hardy i don't know why i did a mind cramp on there because i am one of his biggest fans benjamin hardy we actually interviewed him in show 552 in his book why willpower doesn't work i have given away so many copies of um i would have to say i would put it at the top of my list over the past 12 months of books that have Really, that I've resonated with. So Benjamin Hardy, you can find his book, um, Why Willpower Doesn't Work. But if you want to hear him, that's show 552 is where we interviewed him. 552 and 553, we did his habits. Well, on what you said, I'll, I'll read this one, Tom. Allen here says, I have benefited a lot from the David Allen book, Getting Things Done. He states that part of the reason we procrastinate is we've not broken the task down into bite-sized steps. In an effort to do that, I have found it helps to schedule a meeting with someone so that I'm forced to take the first step. Once I get going, I realize, realize it is not as bad as I thought it was going to be, and that has helped me a ton. Okay, love that because that's what I'm doing right now. In a business launch, it feels overwhelming um, to me. My business manager, uh, Brenda Dunnigan. Hey, here's a shameless plug for Brenda. You can find her at Brenda Dunnigan, D U N A G A N, uh, com. She is amazing. And it's setting calls up to say, okay, we got to go through the enrollment process, uh, is one I just did last Thursday. It was about a two hour call. And in preparation for it, I had to write some stuff down so that we could kind of go through how I want this thing to have uh, happen. So the accountability of the phone call helped me. And then talking through it with this other person uh, is, is profound. Um, and you know what, Tom, I think this is a lot of the reason 
why, you know, I've done, I've gone to counseling over the years just for myself, for my marriage. I have had coaching and consulting. And of course, then I've been, as you mentioned before, like you done a lot of coaching and consulting uh, as well. Obviously, when we hire a coach, a counselor, a consultant, we expect them to have great value to give us. Granted, However, I have often found that sometimes it's just the exercise of having someone there to ask some questions, to be accountable to, is sometimes as big a benefit as anything. Is that fair to say, Tom? I mean, of course we want to provide great value, but sometimes I feel like I've been on the other side of that as the coach and realized, gosh, I don't know that I feel like I, they just talked to me. Did I really provide something of value? But they said I did, so we're good. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's, it's, um, when you have an accountability partner, uh, whether they're an official coach or a mentor or a spouse, it really changes things. And what I've learned, dad used to say this quote, he said, uh, if you never take the first step, you'll never take the second step. And so many people get trapped into planning out their next 20 steps. When in most cases they would be better off taking the first step. Uh, and by the way, for me, when I'm in that, in that, uh, you know, that, that quandary, that quicksand, that slow motion of resisting change, my first step is that mind map. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, isn't it ironic that when you share some advice with somebody, you leave that meeting and you're usually thinking, man, I should do that myself. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Matt says, I was traveling home and I watched a sugar documentary on Netflix and it motivated me to get healthy, change my eating habits and lose weight. I lost 35 pounds and I feel great. Uh, Well, first off, congratulations, Matt. But obviously that just goes back to the Ziegler Foundation of changing what we do by changing what goes into our mind and exposure. And I do love that. I think any area that we have an interest in, we have an unlimited amount of content that we can put in and it just changes our perspective. Yeah. The document documentaries you can watch these days, the Ted talks, that's a weekly thing we do at my home is uh, watch some Ted talks. And uh, I gotta, I gotta admit, I just did a cross country drive uh, with my family and uh, the first leg of it, I was actually by myself, uh, driving a van and a trailer to deliver some things. And I listened to, who would you think, Zig Ziglar, uh, the um, just classic, classic messages. And man, it changes your mind. I got finished there and I thought, I just want to go encourage somebody. And that's just doesn't come out of our nature generally. So just the exposure, I, I still think we don't put enough value on what the exposure can do to us, to a good message, uh, something that changes our perspective. And in this case, something that, you know, hits a, hits an area that he was wanting to improve in. Um, it's, it's tremendous. How many of us can say that, that we got exposed to something that just changed our, well, as you say, Tom, changed our habits. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the most common questions that I get is kind of a hand and glove question with the question you propose, which is uh, how do I stay motivated? And I always come back with, gosh, you got to create the habit of how you start your day. You've got to create the habit of what it is that you're going to do to put yourself in a position to win mentally. And so that input is the key. If you start your day with the right kind of input, 
it gets your thinking going in the right direction. A lot of times when we feel stuck or we feel tied down and we don't want to change, it's because we've grown stale. We not only have not had any new input come in yeah. that gets our, our, you know, lights our fire, but we actually resist it because, gosh, if I listen to that guy or if I do that thing over there, then they're going to expect me to do something about it and I'm not ready. And so we've got to be real careful to make sure that we are not creating a comfortable environment that's doing us no good. Yeah. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. I'm going to read one real quick, Tom. uh, Philippa here says, I usually don't like procrastination and don't do it, but I'm beginning to realize that I do procrastinate on the big stuff. Uh, I have an idea I've been praying about pursuing for months, but haven't broken ground yet. Not because of outside forces, but simply because I haven't made the time to map out a plan, the steps and the many goals. I just need to do it. I know once I start, things will roll, but some unknown fear, some subconscious doubt is holding me back. I just need to break that wall and move. Um, usually when I get like this, uh, it takes some external concern or threat to push me into action. That one's interesting to me, Tom. I, I am so aware that sometimes I'll have something that I feel flat out called to do. I feel excited to do. It makes my, it makes my, my blood run fast. Uh, and yet I will procrastinate. I'll sit around and do, you know, answer emails and do kind of the busy work. And I've realized that sometimes it's still hard work. It's still hard work. It's sitting there focusing and making my brain work hard. And sometimes I will put that great thing off, that thing I want to do. It just kind of boggles my mind. I'll watch myself do that sometimes. And, uh, yeah, I think we all have the big stuff. Well, you know, listening to Zig Ziglar here recently, and he talked about that, and the methodology there was take that hard thing, the hardest thing, and do it first. Get it out of the way. Get it done during the day. I'm sure you've heard that a hundred times, Tom. Is that uh, you still employ that as much as you can? (laughs) Yeah, Brian Tracy, I think he wrote a book called Eat That Frog. Right, right. And, you know, Brian's a great guy and just got a ton of wisdom. But there's a lot of truth to that. The thing that we fear the most, the thing that we, and it may not even be fear, it's just maybe dread is a better word. We just don't want to do it. If we can do that first uh, and get that over with, we get that sense of accomplishment, we get on a roll. And, you know, another thing that I think is very powerful is the message that we send ourselves. And if the message that we send ourselves every day is, hey, you know what? I enjoy the big task. I enjoy the difficult task. I get the hardest thing done first every day. That's just who I am. If we start giving ourselves that message, it becomes easier to follow through. The brain is just something that takes direction from what we tell it. And we've got to get inside there and tell it the right thing. And so I I really like that, uh, especially when it's combined with your why. You know, sometimes I think people are paralyzed on the big idea. They won't start because they haven't really gotten the foundation in place, which is what's my why? Mm -hmm. You know, why do I want to do the big idea? When those two things go hand in hand, when the big idea, the thing that you know you should do, but you're, you're, you're waiting to do it, when that supports your why, now you've got the head and the heart 
pushing you in the direction you need to go to begin with. And so sometimes we got to start with our why. Absolutely. And I can't say that without pointing to uh, start with why Simon Sinek. Uh, we interviewed him a couple years ago, but talk about a foundational book for everyone, um, individually, but also for your businesses. I want to say something to the parents out there. Tom, you mentioned the word just overwhelming. You said that a couple times. And as a kid, my parents, Dan and Joanne Miller, uh, always having different businesses going on. And I got put in the place as a youngster with a lot of overwhelming tasks. Some of them are really prominent in my head. I remember he bought a work van one time. The inside was just wrecked. And they put me in there with uh, a bucket and some cleaning supplies and said, clean it. And, and I, I had already kind of messed with a little part of one area. And it was kind of a, a greasy film type thing. And man, it would not budge much. I mean, it, it took a lot. And, and they, they pointed out, do the whole thing. And I remember sitting in that van looking around going, Oh, this is no way. This is, this is never, I will never finish. Uh, that was one of many times they put me in tasks like that. And what I learned from that is you can finish. If you get at it and keep going, ultimately you get finished. So taking that now into me being a father, I don't do it enough, but I am grateful when I do find something I give my kids and I'll get that wide eyed look of seriously, dad, do you want us to do all of that? And I know, hey, we got, we got some good training right here and giving them those overwhelming tasks. So I just do that as a call out to parents to look for the opportunity. Now, not stupid, and we don't want to kill the kids, but yeah, give them something. Get, look for, for that uh, task that makes their eyes wide and is difficult. It's such great training. Um, well, here's one from uh, Avi, who's, I, I, this is really great. I became a health coach uh, with an optimal health company and was having it called uh, Opt Octavia. Uh, I was having a hard time obtaining clients. I realized one day from a coworker at work that since I wasn't in the best shape myself, he didn't think the program would work. Because of that, I took the initi initiative to revamp my efforts in getting healthier. Lost another 10 pounds in the next few weeks because I realized the power of modeling behavior and how that influences others. My coach told me that my best advertisement is my personal health. I'd love to share this with others. I love to share this with others as well. Okay, I got to poke fun at that uh, because that's the, you know, I, I live in the health and wellness industry, as you know, Tom, and that is always the joke of health food stores. You go in there and how often is the person behind the counter or the person stocking shelves, they are not an inspiring specimen of a human being. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say that because I'm in that arena and it's, it's interesting how often you see that happening. I mean, we've got to be a good model of what we are selling. Now, on the other side, though, we have a lot of of, of people who could offer great coaching, great consulting, who discount themselves because they know that they still have their own struggles. We can't be perfect. If we have to wait for only perfect coaches and consultants, of course, we can never have any because all of us are on our own journey. But yeah, if you're you know teaching uh, time management, you need to be a good time manager, even if you still have to work on yourself. But my gosh, we you know all these people we interview on the Ziegler show, uh, especially when we do the habits shows, we hear often about how they have their own struggles. They are not perfect, but yes, we have to have credibility in the area 
that we are coaching and consulting in or with a product or service. And Tom, I'm sure you've seen that more times than you'd rather mention where there's somebody trying to sell something. I mean, Ziegler is a sales place and yet they are not, how do we say it? They're, they're not succeeding in that area themselves. And that's, uh, you can't get over that kind of uh, credibility yeah. issue. I know. Uh, Dad used to say when you were going to go get in shape, he'd say, go see your skinny doctor. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and what he meant was, you know, go to a, uh, a doctor, a health professional who was a living example of what they were going to recommend you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister, Julie, uh, is working with a lady named Mary. I, c- I can't remember Mary's last name. Um, and, and Mary's with a company called Isogenics, you know, another health food okay. group. And she, what Mary does is, is she enters the contest uh, that they have every time. And she's been doing it for years. And it's a way to stay in tune and in touch with, you know, and, and these are fitness, you know, uh, kind of weight loss, uh, you know, overall health kind of contests. Uh, and she does it as a self-motivator. She's like, if I'm asking my people to do this, how can I ask them without doing it myself? And she looks fantastic. I mean, you know, and she's been doing it a long time and she looks normal too. This is what I love, Kevin, is it's not this crazy example of health that we see sometimes that, you know, 1% of the population could ever get to. It's just a normal fit, uh, you know, very energetic person. You would never know that they do this. Yeah. But the point is, is that they've, she's figured out a, a mindset that says, Hey, I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm not going to let uh, life get in the way. I'm just going to make this a routine, a habit. And you know what? Maybe that is the ultimate uh, victory over procrastination is we just make taking action a habit. Yeah. It, so whatever it is that you're not taking action in that you should think about the little habits that you could create that would allow you to then go take action. Absolutely. And, and I've referenced this guy. It's uh, Franz Johansson. He wrote the book, The Medici Effect, a long time ago, but I just always have appreciated I saw him speak one time and he said one of the primary traits, positive traits of entrepreneurs that he has witnessed is that they just are willing to try more things. They just take action. Um, uh, and that is, is simplistic, but so powerful. Uh, you know, and on this aspect of uh, modeling what you're selling, let me point back to show, gosh, 590, where we played a clip from Zig Ziglar, and he told the story, um, you and I talked about it, Tom, of the guy who was in, it was selling, you know, selling back in the pots and pans, days, and he said uh, to the guy, you'll change your selling when you buy the product. The guy had not ever bought his own product, and how that uh, actually, I don't know if you did that with me or if, uh, Michelle Prince did, did it with me, but yeah, we see that often people who are involved in companies with products and services where they are not sold out believers in that product or service. They do not purchase it themselves, man. He cannot, uh, again, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a, that's a deal killer, um, for the most part. And yet we do see that a lot in corporate America these days, especially. Yeah. At Ziegler, we call that cooking out of your own cookware. Mm. Uh, the example dad was using is he had, he had uh, brought on a, a gentleman to sell cookware in his organization. It was a direct sales organization and the guy wasn't having any sales. Right. And so dad showed up at his house one day just to meet with him. 
and he kind of snuck around the corner and looked at his kitchen and in his kitchen he had cookware that wasn't what they sold and he looked at him and said you know you're never going to sell this cookware until you cook out of our set and the guy said i just don't have any money i can't afford it mm-hmm. and dad looked at him and said you can't afford not to do it even if you only buy one piece of cookware uh, that can cover 80% of what you need. You need to do it. The guy made the investment, you know, he dug deep, he, he emptied the piggy bank, he got his own cookware. And the next thing you know, he's selling like crazy because now when the customer looks at you, the prospect looks at you and says, wow, that's expensive. <laughs> you can look them in the eye and say, I know. And it's worth every penny. That's why I invested in it myself. Yeah. I mean, that's literally selling as a transference of feeling. And, and so in life, when we're really, whether we're wanting to transfer a legacy, right? When we want to leave a legacy, when we want to grow an organization, whatever it is that we're asking those around us to do, unless we're doing it ourselves, the sale is going to be very difficult. Absolutely. And I'd put that, of course, as, as Zig was fond of saying, we're all in sales. And uh, even if you don't consider yourself on the front line of sales, even if you work with a company, uh, it's powerful that you are, uh, be a customer of that company as well, of what they're selling. Uh, well, hey, let's end on one. This is a great one. Josh uh, offers here. He says, learning a little statement for each day has helped me a lot. It sounds kind of silly at first, but it's really powerful. My time today will have been well spent if blank. And if I can blank, it will have been the best day of my life. The first blank, he says, helps you boil down your to-do list of the main thing. At least for me, usually my to-do list is too long to accomplish in one day, but I can focus on the most important thing. Uh, the second blank helps me identify my emotional needs. Uh, what right now would make me feel like the best day of my life? Uh, family time, a nap, dessert? No, that's, that's the wrong answer. An example could be my time today will have been well spent if I finish building this website results page. And if I can hang out with my friends, it will have been the best day of my life. This helps me get a daily vision both to meet my work needs and emotional needs. Um, to be honest, I haven't done a good job of keeping to this lately, but it's made a big difference when I have followed it. Well, hey, thanks for sharing that, Josh. But to me, Tom, it just speaks of planning. And yeah, again, having just driven cross country, listening to Zig Ziglar, and of course he talked about the goal planner and about just the power of sitting down and thinking through our day. As we talk through the, uh, with every guest on the show in, gosh, over the past year or so that we've done the Habits show with them, I think I can almost say 100% of them testify to taking time in the morning to get their head on straight and to do some planning of their day. Not everybody does it the same, um, but they all have some aspect of thinking through what the day is going to hold. Not just a, a, a to-do list, but a goal list, an intent list uh, of the, especially the important, important things. And I really like how he talks about a, you know, kind of a circumstantial or work or vocational aspect, but also hitting the emotional need. That's one that uh, I tend to leave out, Tom. I got to admit, uh, and I've—he's—he's he's, Josh is repeating himself. Matter of fact, it's a show we've got coming up next week with Shalene Johnson, and she talked about that—that that we don't often think about how we want something to make us feel, how we want to feel as an outcome of said activity. Uh, so that's that's one that I'm personally giving a little focus to, Tom. 
That's good. You know, from a speaking perspective, it's often said people won't remember what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel. Yes. Yeah. And from a sales perspective, you know, people buy with their heads and their heart. Um, they'll say no for logical reasons, but they'll say yes for emotional reasons. And what we want is, you know, we want to appeal to both the logic and the emotion, but the whole yes for emotional reasons, you know, we've, when, when we live life every day, we want to have the positive emotional reasons to go and do things. And so I love what's in there because the, the why of our life, you know, a big piece of that is the relationships. And so when we can get the most important to do done, that's going to move us forward in whatever our project or goal is. And the biggest emotional reason, which really supports the why we're here in the first place, that's a powerful combination. And too many people feel like those are separate. Like you can't do both. You can't have both. Mm -hmm. The people who win in life uh, figure out how to do both all the time. Well, and on that, I mean, that's the point of this show, obviously, was not bringing a blank statement or a standard statement for everybody. What are the catalysts to help you get going to, to overcome procrastination? It's all of us figuring out our own secret sauce, whatever it may be, however odd it may seem. Uh, that gets us and, and just understanding ourselves strengths and weaknesses understanding ourselves so that we can uh, meet the day know what we need to do to get ourselves to perform at a higher level tom uh, i'm inspired thank you brother thank you okay friends i hope this conversation sparks some ideas and inspiration as you deal with your own desires for personal change and deal with things like procrastination and if you got value from the show, will you let us know? Leave a review in iTunes. And it's great, as always, when you mention a specific show and what you got from it, why it mattered to you. And thank you for doing so. Well, coming up next in show 601, we're back with Shalene Johnson, our guest from show 599. And this time we walk through her healthy habits in the seven spokes of the Ziegler wheel of life. What you'll find of interest is her, the queen of fitness dealing with a major decline in her health. And you'll hear why and how she changed to deal with it. And, and I appreciated a, a lot of what she said. She divulged that she's an outgoing introvert and that statement nails me for sure. And that her, in her pursuits and endeavors, we seldom stop to ask ourselves how we want the initiative to make us feel. How do we want to feel as a result? That perspective that she shared really just wowed me, as you'll hear about in our talk. It was a fun and just significant conversation that you'll want to hear. Well, till then, thank you as always, as we walk together, inspiring our true performance.